Hello and good afternoon and welcome to Love Your Business TV. Uh, me, I'm Adrian Peck. I am uh, I am the founder of Better Never Stops. We deliver business advice and coaching programs to entrepreneurs and business owners who run or want to run a £1 million plus turnover companies. I'm also the author of um, How to Fall Back in Love with Your Business, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Rediscovering Your Mojo, and enjoying every day by living your dream. Uh, so we are live uh, this week, uh, as usual, on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, we're also, the uh, this translates into a podcast uh, that is available on um, Spotify and even iTunes now. Uh, we're now live on iTunes. So uh, about um, 24 hours after this show, you can download and listen to me um, as you're driving around the countryside or uh, or not so much these days at the moment, actually. Uh, if, when you're going out for a walk, let's put it that way. Uh, let's keep it safe. Uh, so um, thank you very much for all your positive comments uh, from last week's show. Uh, we were joined by Richard and uh, Melanie last week and um, some really positive comments from that. Uh, thank you all so much. Um, week on week, the show is building. We're getting bigger and bigger audience with it as well. Uh, predominantly kind of very much more from the people watching it afterwards on YouTube and Facebook and the podcast. The podcast had uh, 10 downloads last week, uh, so I'm really, really pleased with that as well. Um, you know, this is a really difficult time. It's a really difficult time for the business community, uh, what we're currently going through. Um, and, you know, I'm really kind of want to reach out and help as many businesses as I can uh, during this time. Um, so, uh, without further ado, let's look at uh, what we're doing this week, uh, and let's see if I can share this screen with you with the numbers of technology. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so, again, welcome to Love Your Business TV. Um, we are um, going to look at this week into the uh, the formula to success. I want to dis. Um, I want to reach out again. This is a very difficult time for the business community. It's a very difficult time for everybody. This is unprecedented what we're going through. So really what I want to do is hopefully just inspire you a little bit um, and make you think a little bit differently about your businesses and about what you're currently going through um, and hopefully just share an insight with you. It's quite a passion on mine that I have. This is the, uh, the, the formula to success. And I want to dispel from you this, the, the kind of myth around the, this kind of natural born talent and I'm going to show you that actually there's no such thing as natural born talent and I've got some good uh, stuff I'm going to sh uh, share with you on that uh, and hopefully have a bit of fun with you there's a bit of humor going along there as well um, so I want you to just hopefully relax and enjoy that uh, today and hopefully just uh, lift your spirits a bit because it's face it it's a it's a tough old world out there at the moment um, what we're all going through so this is part of the uh, survive and thrive uh, program that I'm doing. Um, again, it's really about helping business owners and the business community come to terms with what's going on and hopefully give you some uh, some tools and some positive thinking about actually uh, there is a better way to doing all this and there is uh, light at the end of the tunnel in terms of the whole coronavirus uh, issues going on. So like I say, what I'm going to touch on this afternoon is the success formula and, and there's no such thing as natural talent uh, and uh, so it's quite a passion of mine. Um, so let's uh, let's get started, shall we? 
The key message I want to get across to you today, really, is that actually um, you can achieve anything that you want. You really, really can. And there's no difference between you and um, anybody else that's successful out there. Um, you can achieve whatever you want. And that's the key message I want you to take away from this, really, um, is exactly that. So if we let's look at just um, let's kind of dive in really and look at some um, some key uh, people here. We've got um, Peter Jones, obviously Lewis Hamilton, uh, Jessica um, Ennis Hill, and uh, David Beckham as well. All very high achieving people, um, without um, without doubt. Um, all high achievers in their own way. All high achievers in success. Um, Peter Jones success in business. Obviously Lewis with uh, racing, um, etc. But what makes them successful? What makes them uh, these kind of very ordinary people that are living successful lives? And there's a, there's this kind of belief really, and this perception that uh, these uh, superstars, uh, these very highly successful people, are different from anybody else. And it's very easy, especially with the media, as, as it is with these days as well, of kind of putting these people up on a pedestal. And then there's this belief that um, they're somehow magically uh, different than you are. They're superhuman. They have something that you don't have. But actually, you couldn't be any further from the truth. What I want to share with you, um, and, and this guy really um, is quite an amusing story, really, um, Lazio Polga, he was a Hungarian. He set out to re-dispel really this myth around that there's natural-born talent, and he wanted to prove the whole um, nurture versus nature theory and really show that geniuses um, were not born and they could be made. And he, was, he wanted to manufacture a genius. Now, I will kind of caveat this bit. Lazio is a little bit of a nutter, um, without a doubt, and he set along this project. He wanted to make this kind of his life work. So he uh, set along this project and he wanted to uh, base this project around chess. Now, I'm not a great chess player in any shape or form. Uh, and I certainly didn't realize this until I researched this guy is that actually sitting behind chess is there is a scoring mechanism. There's a scoring mechanism that when you play it, you can be scored and graded against anybody in, in the world so he wanted to use this um, in his project you know his genius project now in order for him to uh, create this genius of course he needed a partner he needed a wife to then uh, to do this this is kind of back in 1970s so um, being the nutter that he is he actually then put an advert uh, in the local newspaper uh, looking for a wife to then go and join him on this journey on this project uh, to um, to cut a, a long story short, um, here's Susan. Uh, Susan is his first daughter. And from a very young age, he had um, this uh, Susan uh, basically holding chess pieces, putting cheese pieces in her mouth as a baby and kind of the whole kind of getting used to the chess and chess boards and he'd play around in front of that time of stuff. So then remarkably, by the age of four, he taught her how to play chess. Within six months, she was starting to be adults. Um, at five years old, at only five years old, 
is she won her first um, under-19s tournament. Um, and she was also at that time beating her, her dad as well. So she could actually beat her dad at chess. Um, in 1982, at the age of 12, she won the world under-16s tournament. Um, so that's at the age of 12. She's now the world champion um, under-16 again girls. And by the time she was 15, she was the top-rated player in the world. So you go, okay, bit of a fluke, bit of a luck. Um, and, uh, you know, his project was arguably was successful. But was it? Because then he started on, um, on project two and project three. And this is um, Sophia and um, Judette, um, Susan's two sisters. Uh, Sophia is the older one. She's the one in the stripy top. Um, at the age of 11, he'd done exactly the same process, exactly the same project on, on her. Um, at the age of 11, um, she was the world under 14 champion. Um, and then in 1989, at the age of 14, she stunned the world uh, by getting an eight and a half out of nine. Now, I don't quite understand what that means, but that basically put her into um, a grand master class and made, it, made her a, a grand master at the age of 14. It's the highest rating um, in history. I believe it still stands, um, and that's kind of what she achieved. So, okay, that's uh, Susan that, you know, that's kind of proved this theory, and now we've got uh, Sophia that's now done it as well, but actually then Judith then comes along and she's a grandmaster by the time she's 15. Um, and she goes on to win the world championship uh, for 10 years running. Uh, and she is um, renowned to be the best player of her generation of all time. So it's kind of quite freaky in a way, but he went out and he proved this project right. You know, he proved that geniuses not once, not twice, but three times could actually be manufactured. Quite scary, really. Um, so what have all these people got in column and, and what makes them uh, what they are today and more, what they have achieved and what they are today? There's been loads and loads of research over the years uh, around um, why they're different, uh, why um, there's been various brain studies that have done. People have had their brains weighed when they've died. They've looked at intellect. They've looked at superhuman ability. And actually, there's none of that. Um, as human beings, um, we are, uh, you know, genetically unique. Uh, and there is no difference to us in terms of, uh, whilst we are genetically unique, there is no difference to us in terms of how we are, are, um, are, um, our formation, our physically, we are no different. Now, arguably, uh, Peter Jones is a very tall, big, big guy, and he has like size fourteen and fifteen size feet or something. Um, but actually, that bears no resemblance to what he's achieved in his life. Um, but actually, you are already one in a hundred billion. Um, if you do the maths in terms of the number of people that have been born uh, since kind of records began and how the um, population is now you're actually one in a hundred billion so you are pretty unique therefore um, how can this be a superhuman trait it's not a superhuman trait 
So like I say, this has been long been a study of mine in terms of um, a fascination of what makes successful people um, successful and what kind of links it all together. I'm quite an avid reader. I read a lot of books. I listen to or listen to a lot of books on Audible. Um, I particularly like um, the kind of um, uh, what's the right word? The um, the um, um, biography type books and listening to people, what they've achieved and how they've achieved it. And what I've done is I've kind of, from the study that I've done, there's, there are some things that link all these things together. And that's the thing that I now want to share with you is actually what I, what it is that I have found and what does link all these people together. So the first one is passion. Um, if you listen to, um, any sports star, any highly successful person, any high achiever, uh, and any indeed most of the business owners, or in fact all the business owners that I work with and I've come across, is the one thing that pulls them together is the passion they have for what they do. They have an absolute passion uh, for, what, for, for what they do. Uh, and that's that kind of first part of that success formula. You have to have passion. You have to be so passionate about what it is you live and breathe in it every day. You know, if you if you cut your arm, you know, um, Lewis Hamilton's got Formula Run just running through his veins. He's so passionate about what he does. The second one is you have to have the opportunity. Uh, clearly, if Lewis Hamilton uh, was never um, given the opportunity as a young child to jump in the uh, go-karts like he did, um, or he actually started from having a remote control car, would you believe? But if he wasn't given that and wasn't given that opportunity, that passion would never would have come from it and therefore would have gone anywhere. Uh, there's a story um, about Michael Schumacher, for instance. Now, Michael Schumacher was notoriously very, very fast in the wet. And there's a very good reason behind that. His mother used to work at the local racetrack. And at a young age, he was bought a go-kart. And he would take the go-kart every time that it was raining. Of course, nobody wanted to use the racetrack. So he used to go on there and use the track for free. And he was always driving around it when it was wet and when it was raining. So not surprisingly, he honed his channel, uh, his talent, uh, when uh, lap after lap after lap when it was raining. So there's no surprises um, of why Michael became so good that he has done. But he had to have that opportunity. If he was never being given an opportunity, he would never have been the race car driver that he was. The third um, really, really important element is hard work. And there is no shortcuts for it. Um, you know, Jessica NS here says, um, I wasn't the kind of kid who'd get A's without even trying. I had to work to get good grades, but I was very organized about what it what, what about it because I always wanted to do well at everything I did. I'm very competitive. Lewis Hamilton, success only uh, belongs only to those who are willing to work harder than anyone else. Uh, Michelle Obama, there's no magic, there's no magic to achievement. It's really about hard work, choices, and perseverance, uh, persistence. Sorry. And Sir Richard, uh, Sir Richard Branson, there's no special thing. There's no such thing as an accidental entrepreneur. It's deliberate. It's conscious. It's hard work. And that's the kind of third step, really. And that is the formula. The formula to success is passion, 
opportunity and hard work. You have to have all three of those ingredients to make that success work. And, and that's it. That's the thing that I found that I, when you go through and it links all these people together, passion, opportunity, and hard work. But there is a second part to it. It's actually about how you implement it. It's all well and good knowing the formula, um, but knowing the formula is only half of the half of work. In fact, it's only 10% of it. The other 90% is actually implementing it. So how do you make it work? How do you implement it? And there's three key steps to it. The first step is know what you want and be driven by your wants. And again, it's about that passion element that really comes through. You have to know what you want. So where is it you're going to aim for? Where is it you want to achieve? And be really, really driven towards getting achieved that. And that's about using that passion, hard work, success, uh, sorry, passion, hard work, and opportunity, all three together to go and drive towards your wants. The second step is decide what you're going to do to get it. Decide what you're going to do to get it. And equally, what are you prepared not to do? You often hear successful people will talk about the sacrifices they've had to make along the way. And it's there in every single story that you read, every single interview that you see these successful people, they have to make sacrifices. You know, as much as there's no, um, there's no shortcuts, you have to do the hard work, there's also things you've got to give up. So you've got to be prepared to understand what it is that you're going to do to actually achieve it and what you're going to give up to achieve it as well. The third step then in terms of actually applying the success formula is be accountable for your decisions, not the results. Be accountable for your decisions and not the results. Now this is again really, really important because it's about um, you not beating yourself up over how something's turned out, but actually just holding yourself accountable for the decisions that you have made. And there's a kind of old adage around, um, you know, a bad decision is better than no decision at all. It's, and it's about taking actions and being accountable for the actions that you take and the decisions that you take and not the results and the outcomes. You learn from the results and the outcomes. That's how all successful people learn, is you have to go out there and do stuff to learn, and therefore you apply um, what you've learned to the next steps, and you learn from it and grow. So here it is as a complete uh, set, if you like. You know, success equals passion, opportunity, and hard work. And to apply it, um, you have to know what you want, decide what you're going to do, and be, hold yourself accountable for the decisions that you make. Now, this um, is borne out. I know uh, plenty of successful people myself um, who have applied exactly the same formula. Um, none such so as actually my daughter. My daughter, uh, from a young age, decided that um, after a day out with me in Cambridge that she wanted to go to Cambridge University. Um, uh, Hannah is not naturally academic, uh, but she worked her absolute arse off and long and hard, you know, long and behold of it, long still short, is she's now in her third year at Cambridge University. Uh, and it was all driven by exactly that passion of what she wanted to do to get there. She had, she, a lot of the time she made her opportunities to get there. She knew what she had to do to get there and she worked really, really hard. Now, she also made a lot of sacrifices along the way. 
um, in terms of, you know, how hard she studied by not going out and doing this, you know, doing the youthful things. You know, she worked very, very hard at it. So it can be achieved. And anything is absolutely possible. And it really, really is. You just got to put your mind to it. Um, last year, I wrote a book, um, as you've uh, no doubt you know, How to Fall Back in Love with Your Business, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Rediscovering Your Mojo and Enjoying Every Day by Living Your Dream. Now, I wrote that book last year. Um, I'm dyslexic. Uh, I left school with uh, very little qualifications, really, and English certainly wasn't my, um, wasn't my strong point in the school at all. Um, but it's something I want to do. I have a passion uh, for what I do for business owners and how I work with business owners, and I want to get that out of my head and get it into paper and get it into a, into a book. Uh, last year, I was fortunate. I worked with Danny, Daniel Priestley on the key, key person of influence courses with him, um, and he showed me the way um, of how to do it. And through lots of hard work, um, it was two or three months of uh, literally kind of four or five o'clock in the morning for two or three hours every single day, I was writing and banging out all my words um, and building this book. This book is nearly 50,000 words, so it's quite, it's, there's a lot to it, um, but it's something I'm very, very proud of. But it's something I had to, you know, something I had to really work with and work hard to achieve. So you can achieve it, and anybody can achieve it. So anything is possible. Now, hopefully this is going to go right. I'm going to put, you, put myself back on the big screen here, um, and I've got a little, uh, little bit of fun to share with you. Um, which is, um, I have a straw. I might have to stand up. I don't know if I, if I stand up, you won't be able to see me. But I have a straw. Uh, so it's a normal bendy floated straw. And I have a potato. And I just want to show to you that actually anything is possible if you put your mind to it uh, and you believe that anything, if, and you believe that firm in your head. So I really hope this is going to work properly. But I'm going to prove to you with a potato challenge, it's a great thing to do with kids. All you need is a straw and a potato and a belief. So uh, we, we need to do our little mantra, which I've got on my mantra here, which is um, uh, somewhere here. It is, um, I can achieve, I can achieve, I can achieve, I can achieve. Here you go. And it has gone through a little bit. I'll do it again. Okay, hold on. Hold on. So I can achieve. You have to blow the ends out, otherwise they won't go out again. Bear with. Hold on a minute. It's just quick adjustment. We're back, right? So I, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, and it's gone through again. So there you go. You can achieve it. You can put a straw through a potato uh, with that. So hopefully that's helped you. Hopefully that's uh, inspired you a little bit. Have a little bit of fun along the way. Um, I'm here again next week. Uh, let's just put this back on here. I'm back here again next week um, where we're going to continue with our Thrive and Survive of Survive and Thrive program. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, please do adrian.peck at peckuk.com. Uh, go to my uh, web uh, page, which is betterneverstops.global. Uh, you can also reach me on uh, your loveyourbusiness.tv. It uh, takes you there as well. Um, if you want to get involved in any accountability programs we do, any one-to-one -one training, uh, please reach out to me. And I really look forward to seeing you again next week. Um, so stay safe and remember, 
better never stops.